good morning. This is The Jay Show. This is Dr. Jay Smith here in London. I'm with our good friend, Hatun Tosh. Hello, this Jay. Thanks for having me. We've now done 11 episodes. We're moving into episode 12. Yes. This has been a fun time going and unpacking the Quran. Me up, really meeting new material that, I, for me, it's brand new. You have been working on this for two years, haven't you? Uh, over a year, yeah. Over a year now, yes. coming up to two years, and it's been fascinating to see what you've come up with. I remember when you first told me about it, I said, nah, this, this can't be true. I've heard about the Kira'at before. I've heard about the Ahruf before. Uh, people have told me it's not much of a big thing. I've had many, even Christian scholars who says, Jay, don't waste time on it. Uh, uh, zero in on the manuscript evidence. That's much more important. And for the last two years, I've been working on the manuscript evidence. But yep. you've been working on these Kira'at, these Ahruf, and you have found some surprising things. Just review and help me with yeah. that. Um, so we looked at the claims Muslim makes that today the old Arabic Qurans we are reading, they are exactly the same, what was compiled under the Caliph Uthman. Uh, yet uh, in somehow we had access to different Arabic Qurans around the world. And then we, as we start compa uh, comparing them with one another, we saw there are thousands of variations from one Quran to another Quran. Um, in 2017, today we've got over 45,339 different difference from one Quran to other Quran. When you put all these uh, Qurans together, we've got 26 different Arabic Qurans from one another, plus we've got half Quran. So altogether, uh, um, we've got in our possession 27 different Arabic Qurans, and we looked at those variations. And we're finding that there are now 45,300. And you found that out in just the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, you've, we, start, we were going with 43,800 uh, or 900, yeah. and you've come up now to 45,000, which means you're still finding quite a yeah, few th variations. There are six Qurans uh, we didn't have a chance to look at yet, but um, that will be in the future. There will be future. So even yeah. as we speak, this is an ongoing work, you're going to find more and more and more. Yeah. And uh, there's no way we could look at all the 45,000 yeah. um, differences. Plus, we are just giving uh, people to taste. Uh, there are different Arabic Qurans out there, and mus our dear Muslim friends who are conscious a little bit about their eternity can have access yeah. to those Qurans, and then they can produce us um, a critical edition of the Quran that we can compare today. That's right. That's what we're doing that for them. No one yeah. has done a critical yeah. edition of the Quran. So we are just introducing them to subject and then telling them, actually, there are the variations from one Arabic Quran to another Arabic Quran. Please provide us a book which we can look into that and then see all the variations that let's I don't have to do this work. So let's now continue with what we were doing in the last episode, in episode 11. As we looked at episode 11, we were looking mainly at Surah, we started with Surah 1 and Surah 2 in episode 10, and now we've gone back to episode, uh, in episode 11, we moved on to episode 3. And in episode 3, we looked at about three examples. You mean episode 11? Surah. In chapter 11. Did I say 11? Sorry. We looked at Surah 3 in yeah. episode 11. Thanks for correcting me here. Uh, my senility is starting to kick in. So here we are. We're in, ep we're in episode 12. So episode 12. And now yeah. we're into Surah 3. We've looked at about three or four examples. Yeah. We're now going to continue with Surah 3, Ayah 146. And in this Ayah, we have two different words. I'll, I'll have our Arab speaker speak to us these two words in both the Hafs and the Warsh. Hafs, Qatala. Warsh, Qutila. 
I apologize for the um, writing on the Quran because in the beginning when we had access to Qurans, we thought only there will be 10 or 20 variations. So that's why I circle on the Quran. But uh, after we find out actually there is more variations, we didn't circle them. So You're we apologize for that. This red circle yeah, that you have we here. We apologize for These that. These are your Qurans yeah. and uh, how you got excited. You went ahead and started circling yeah. them without realizing that actually you're going to find thousands. Yeah. So that's the why you're apologizing. These yeah. are pictures of your Qurans, yeah. no one else's Qurans. You own them. Yeah. And because you got excited, you circled yeah. them. You can't go ahead and erase yeah. them. So that's what you're mentioning. And there have been a few of these that you did circle. Yeah. Okay, let's go then to verse 146. So with the katala, uh, which is an elongation of the uh, the aleph is put in there, let's see what happens in the translation. In the Huff's translation, the katala says this, and how many a prophet fought with whom were many worshippers of the Lord? And in Wash version of the Quran it says, and how many prophets were killed with whom were many worshippers of the Lord. Oh boy, oh boy. So this really does change the meaning here. Here is a real drastic change uh, that we have intimated about. I don't think we've come across one that changes it so much like this. Yeah. In the Huffs, the prophets are just fighting. Uh, killing by fight. Yeah, they are going to war to uh, kill by fighting. Okay, but, in the, but they're not being killed themselves. But no, in the waters, they are being killed, were yes. killed. Yes. So in one case, they're just fighting and they're surviving. In the other case, in the wars, they're being killed. Yeah. Um, let's check with the, our Arabic speaker. Is that correct interpretation? So, qatala um, is to kill in wars, to go and kill others in wars. Yeah. So it's and not just fighting, because fight in Arabic means um, harb or haraba. So, qatala um, means to kill others in wars. And what yeah. does kutila mean? Get killed. See, so one, one is doing it, the other gets killed. Um, I guess you would like to be in the house one. I would prefer to be the house because here you're actually doing the killing. In the other case, you're getting killed. So you, you prefer to be murdered instead of get murdered. Well, that's a no-brainer. Now help me here. Which would you rather go with? Uh, I would go with I can Bible see why you asked our Arabic <laughs> teacher if this is correct, because this absolutely changes the context. Yeah. And that's why I said, have Muslims really thought this through? So it's not a complementary. It is different from one another, and then it does change the meaning of the sentence. It changed what happened to the prophets. Did they kill? Uh, did they, uh, did were they, they get killed, killed? Or they simply or, fight? Yeah. Hell, well, listen, I would be, if I were a prophet and I had a decision, and I'm sitting there looking at what the Lord's going to do with me, and I'm a prophet, I say, give me the house, don't give me the water, I don't want to be killed, I want to fight. And most of us would like to go to fight. Ne very few of us would like to go to be killed, unless, of course, you're a suicide bomber. But that didn't exist back then, and so that's fascinating that it does change not only the context, it changes the meaning, yeah. and it changes whether or not someone's going to die or live. Yeah. Now... If I were a prophet, as I say, I would rather fight than be killed as the former survives. Yeah. Can you see why we're bringing these up? This has a huge contextual difference. It has a huge theological difference. And it does mean life and death, depending yeah. on which one you're going to look at. Also, um, other things it might be helpful to emphasize is um, the Surah 3, verse 146, 
we are giving the variations from the Warsh Quran, Warsh Arabic Quran, yet there are other Qurans has the same problem. That support it's, it. Yes. It's not only Warsh Quran. We've got like 26 Qurans and a couple of them supports the Warsh Quran. It seems to me we have an awful lot of students and teachers that would prefer the prophets were killed. It seems that there was a proclivity to have them killed rather than just the fight. Don't ask me why. I'm not one of them. As, a, as I said in previous episode, we will never know what Allah intended people to write it down. It seems also that there may be different schools of thought here. Yes. Now these are another studies that need to be done. You can see someone can just take this, these, this verse, Surah 3, Ayah 146, and look at the different schools and look at the different cities they came from. Because remember, we looked at the, yeah. the six or seven cities that they came from and looked and see what was the theology of that city, looking and asking why is it that one school has has to be killed, another school has to just simply fight. There could be that there's a theological problem here. That's a doctoral research right there. That could be a thesis also, for somebody to um, do. Another thing, it might be helpful to emphasize that not every time when people go to war, they, they always get killed. So sometimes you go to war and then you come out by injured. Yeah. So uh, because uh, in some of the conversation we had with Muslims, um, they came back with saying, you go to war and then you get killed or you're killed. Uh, but that's not true. So you go to war, sometimes you're injured, you lose your leg, you lose your arm. Um, you have to be in hospital, in hospital for a couple of months, yeah. yet you are still alive. Okay, nonetheless, we can see just by changing the afata with a, uh, in this case, a, a, a dama, a dagar alif on one side and yeah. a dama is added on the other, you change completely yeah. the context yeah. and you can change uh, a prophet's life. Yeah. Now let's move on. Uh, to Surah 6, we're going, moving off from Surah 3 now and moving to Surah 6, Ayah 115. And if we could have our Arab speaker please write, read the two from both Hafs and Warsh. Hafs, Kalimatu. Warsh, Kalimatu. They sound looked very, very similar. What is happening in the verse, Jay? Well, I can see on one side there's no dagger alaf, and then there's a dagger alaf added on the other in the other. So you have a, a one with just a fata, kalimatu, which is a, a short a, uh, which means word singular. But in the warsh, a dagger alaf is then incorporated later on because we know that dagger alaf was incorporated, introduced at a yeah. later date. So does the dagger alif change the meaning of the word? It makes it plural. In this case, it makes it plural. Now you might say, okay, so it's one word or many words. Let's just see how it changes yep. in the context of the verse. So I'll read the Hafs, which says, And the word of your Lord has been fulfilled in truth and in justice. None can change his words, and he is the all-hear, the all-knower. And in Warsh, uh, version of the Arabic Quran is, And the words of your Lord have been fulfilled in the truth in truth and in justice. No one can change his words and he is the all hearer and all knower. So is this the word of God is fulfilled or the words of God fulfilled? So if it is talking the word of God, then Muslim interpretation would be for that it's talking about the Quran. That's right. It's the word of God. Yeah. Singular. Um, if the words is, of God. If it's talking about the words of God, I think it'd be fair to uh, understand it's also talking about the previous scripture. Okay, that's interesting. Or the book of Hindus or book of the uh, Buddhists. I'm going to put another spanner into this. Take a look yeah. at the Hafs the again. Look at the Hafs carefully and look at the first sentence and look at the second sentence. The first time you hear it, it is Kalimatu. 
Yeah. The second time you see it down in the second sentence, it becomes kali matu. Here yeah. it then goes to plural. So you have the singular followed by the plural, which means whoever was writing the huffs actually is not agreeing with himself. So it looks like it's a grammatical error within this verse in the huff section. The wash gets it correct. It keeps it words, words, it, it, uh, it alleviates, it has plural both times. Yeah. The huffs has a singular followed by a plural, proving that even in the huffs, here's a grammatical error. And another amazing thing is, um, it talks about no one can change his words, yet it is in the same ayat we see there are the changing, <laughs> there are the changings in this So in the very ayah where verse. it says no one can change his word, but he has changed his word. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Isn't that rather ironic? They should have been a little more careful as they were writing it. Yeah. At least have done it later on, maybe a few chapters later, not within the same verse. Let's move now into Surah 7, Ayah 57. So we're just giving you a smattering of examples to show you how they change the context. Let's look at the Hafs, and it's not the Wajd this time. What are we, what are we now looking at? Al-Layt ibn Khalat. Okay, so this is a student of one of the teachers. Yeah. If you could go ahead and, and read this in Arabic, the differences between the two. Hafs, Al-Riyah, Bushra, Al-Layt ibn Khalid, what does Bushra mean? Let me just read the translation. And he it is who sends forth the winds bearing good news before his mercy until when they bring up a laden cloud. According to the other one? Uh, in the Khalat one is, and he, he it is who sends forth the wind as uh, scatters before his mercy until when they bring up a leaden cloud. So the wind as scatterers, in one case, the wind which bears good news, in the other case. So, so in one of the occasions, it's a purulul. In the second one, it's the singular. In one case, it bears good news. In the other case, it just scatters the, through the clouds. So does the, is, it seems the wind has two completely different functions here. Does it... Bring good news, or does it scatter the clouds? Yeah. That's hugely different, because one is actually talking about the good news of, in this case, the good news of God. In this other case, it's just scattering the clouds. In one of the occasions, people are um, having good news, like keeping the good news, bearing the good news. In other occasions, just good news is just passing through. Well, no, I would say it's just pushing clouds, isn't it? So it completely misses the whole idea of good news. Yeah, so from one word to other word, it changed the meaning. Absolutely. If yeah. you're not going to have good news to say what is it that's been changed. And then the other question is, what bearing good news, how can that push clouds? So in the huffs, it doesn't, it kind of contradicts each other. Yeah. So either way, you've got a problem. Does the good news uh, bring up laden clouds, which is really a physical attribute? That's yeah. what wind does do. It pushes clouds around which seems to be the Ibn Alayt Ibn Khalid makes more sense than the Hafs in this case. And I would like to know exactly what the Hafs was referring to. Let's move on now and let's have our reader unpack the, the, the Arabic here. Hafs birisalati Abi Ja'far birisalati So here we have the difference between Hafs and Abi Ja'far. 
Now, if you elongate it, you will look on the hoofs and you can see a dagaralif. This is that dagaralif we've been talking about. Yeah. And this is the one that uh, people, especially our friends at Speaker's Corner, others who have been on the internet with us, yeah. who've been blogging, saying, don't worry about this, it doesn't mean anything. Even um, Dr. Tayara Tinklanch says, um, it's just a dagaralif, it's just a dagaralif. This is the book that I like to just show people. This is the Tupkapi Quran. If you compare these, if you could hold this one, it's too, I'm, this one's too big for me to hold both of them. If you look at that Quran, in Arabic, and you compare it with this Quran in yeah. Arabic, there are 2,270 variants from that one. Yeah. And about a third of the ones that are variant between these two are the Dagar Aleph. And as we've been told that, we've, they've, been, they've been saying, Mr. Smith, Hatun, let it go. It's not that big a thing. The Dagar Aleph doesn't change anything. I would like to look at the Dagar Aleph here and see if it does change anything. Because it does in this case. So let's take a look at it because yeah. uh, in on the left side we have the Dagat Aleph in the huffs there. You can see it very clearly if you just open up that word. You can see it. Let's go ahead over on the Abu Jafar. You will see this is in the margin now. So here you have in the margin they have put what one of the students has disagreed with. And in that case they've taken out the Dagat Aleph. Now yeah. this comes later intentionally. So what's the difference between the Dagar Aleph and the non-Dagar Aleph? The translation in the Hafs reads, Allah, this is referring to Allah, said, O Moses, I have chosen you over the people with my messages and my words to you. In the Abi Jafar Quran, it translates as, said, Moses, I have chosen you over the people with my message and my words to you. So if you have the Dagar Aleph, it makes it plural. In Habs, we've got with my messages. In Abi Jafar, it is with my message, so singular. So, there is a problem of confusing the plural with the single, is it? Yeah, yeah we don't know what Allah is talking about. Um, also, we know Quran doesn't even state that uh, what is the message um, Allah gave to Moses. We don't know, um, Quran doesn't even state what are the books or scripture Allah give to Moses, yet in this uh, verse, Surah 7, verse 144, it has in one, um, one Arabic Quran, my messages, in other Arabic Quran, my message. We don't know what is Allah, actually, which one Allah is talking about. Okay. It might be talking about the five books of the Torah, or it might just be talking about a simple book, we don't know. Okay, but you can see how the Dagar Aleph does make a difference. Yeah. Now let's go on to Surah 7, Ayah 161. And I'll have our Arabic speaker go ahead and read these the Arabic. Hafs, نغفر لكم خطيئاتكم ورش تغفر لكم خطيئاتكم. All right, let's take a look at the hafs. Here you can see two words we're going to really zero in on. In one case, it's نغفر, and in the second uh, the second word. It's katiyatikum, e with a kasra. In the warsh, we're back to our warsh again. It's tukfar. So you have a completely different word here uh, with a ta rather than a na. And then you have katiyatukum. So the two, the t becomes a tu. So the translation of that, changing it, goes from we shall forgive your sins. We shall increase for the right doers in the halves too. In the verses, your sins shall be forgiven. We shall increase for the right doers. So from we shall forgive 
your sins, it becomes your God sins, sins be shall be given for yeah. forgiven. And we know from the Islamic tradition, actually, there are the occasions that where the certain surahs from the Quran steps in and makes a deal with Allah to forgive individual sins or not. So in these um, two different Qurans, uh, when we look at the Surah 7 verse 161, we don't know if it is Allah who is actually going to forgive the sins or it is someone else. Okay, so who doing the action here? Yeah. Is it Allah or is it someone done automatically else. or someone yeah. else doing it? The, another source. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. So that's why you can see how the theology can change. Yeah. And that's probably where this theology comes from. They've been reading the Warsh, realizing that other sources can forgive sins besides Allah. Like, um, if you remember the Sahih Muslim talks about on the Day of Resurrection, certain chapters of the Quran um, is going to step in behalf of man and then uh, in intercede behalf of man to Allah that uh, Allah forgives right. the sin. We've done a video on that and that's up on, on, the, yeah. uh, on the internet. That's uh, in our Fander Film films. Yeah. So, uh, like we don't know who, who is the person or who is the being who is going to forgive the sins. Uh, Yet Islamic tradition tells us actually it is only Allah who forgives the sin. But uh, there are some um, confusion in the Islamic There's tradition. a huge amount of confusion, and we do yeah. have in one case, uh, if the Quran, a book or a piece of, of literature, something that is read, how can it forgive sins, and how can it take on human form? Because it even takes on human form. Yeah. It intercedes man. for yeah. you. It's a pale man, a yeah. white man, and it also argues for you. Yeah. <laughs> this is brilliant. Yeah. And, and if you're looking at the Wadish, you can kick that out of it. Yet probably that's where it comes from, reading this in the Quran itself. Yeah. They've come to that conclusion. But the Hafs is very very clear that God, Allah, is the one that forgives. Yep. So here you can see the theology changes and that would create these uh, these innocuous and really ironic, in some yep. ways, surprising conclusions. Yeah, so when we look at the Surah 7 verse 161, we don't know actually comparing to two different Arabic Qurans, we don't know who is going to forgive your sins. Here's another paper that needs to be written. Maybe you can do that one. Let's move on down and let's go to Surah 7, Ayah 190. Because Surah 7, 190, and let's have the, if we can have the Arabic read for, for the two Hafs and the Abu Jafar. Hafs, Shuraka Abi Jafar, Shirka. Shirka. Now remember, these are done in the 9th and 10th century. Yeah. They're still being p published today. That means no one would suggest that these are something that should be thrown out. Yeah. The fact that they're still being published, the fact that they're still being used in the Arab world, shows that they're still authoritative, and yet they have such a difference between them. Take a look at how different the translation is, depending on Shuraka or Shirkan. In the case of the Hafs, it says, but when he gives them a good... And the, the reference in this, in, uh, we're talking about Adam and Eve here. So yep. when he, he, God, gives them a child, they ascribe partners to him concerning that which he has given them. In, uh, in the Abi Jafar Quran, but when he gives them a good child, they ascribe polytheism to him concerning that which he has given them. So what do Adam and Eve get? Do they get a partner or do they get polytheism? I mean, that's about as uh, different as night and day right there. Yeah, partner is, um, you have a person, you are partnering with someone. Polytheism is actually you are worshipping something. And what's more, the grammar is wrong. You can see the polytheism doesn't make sense. Polytheism is the wrong word yeah, there. Yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be it there. It completely confuses it. Even when we were trying to translate into English, it was difficult to do yeah. so. Our translator had it because she didn't know how to get this, how to make it sound good English. Yeah, I guess we need to agree with Kinde that um, Quran 
is written with very bad Arabic, therefore it cannot be word of Allah. But even house was written in the ninth century, so it doesn't. Which one are you going to go with? Either you get a partner or you get a bad practice. Bad person or bad practice, and, either one. And we will never know what was the original. That's the sad. Okay, we're going to go with one more before we end this episode, and I want to end with Surah 9. Now we're moving into Surah 9, Ayah 66. Let's read the Hafs and the Ibn Kathir here. Hafs, Nafu, Nuadzib, Ibn Kathir, Yafa, Tuadzib. Wow, okay, so here you can see it changes it quite from a Na to Nu. Uh, and a new to a you yeah. and two. Uh, you, it's very easy how they got this confused. You either take the dot Dots above are, the yeah. nut to make it a nut, or and you put, put it to two dots below and then two dots above, and it then changes completely the meaning. Let me show you what the Huff says. Make no excuse. You have disbelieved after you had believed. If we forgive some of you, we will punish, in other words, torture others amongst you because they were mujrimun. In Ibn Kathirwan, it says, make no excuse. You have disbelieved after you, have, you had believed. If some of you are forgiven, others amongst you will be punished in the context of to um, torturement because they are mujrimun. Okay, now, will the hypocrites be forgiven and punished, or were they forgiven? We will never know who is the, who is the one who is doing the um, job. Yeah, it looks like the student here, in this case, the Ibn Kathir, uh, completely changed the tense later on. No, we don't know. Maybe it was Hafs who changed it. We will never know what was the origin in the original, because Muhammad didn't compile anything for us, because Uthman ordered everything is to be burned, and then we have nothing, nothing co as a complete Quran from the time of Uthman. So we will never know what was the intention of Allah. And what's more, we don't know if this has to do with two different cities because we know yeah. Hafs comes from Kufa. Yeah. We know the Ibn Kathir comes from another city. Yeah. Could this be a problem between cities? Could yeah. this be a problem between teachers? Could this be a problem between students? Or it might be the personal issues between It could be people. a personal issue in case, in fact, you have Al-Duri who actually disagrees with himself later yeah. on, depending on which teacher he has. Yeah. Now, these are huge questions that need to be answered. We're just opening it up and putting them out there for people to look at. Yeah. This has been good for to have you here, Hatun. Uh, it's you. been terrific to open it up. We're going to have one more episode, episode 13, which we're going to bring it all together. We're going to look at a few more examples, and then we're going to conclude. Yep. 13 episodes in all. This has been a great to not only engage with this material, but also to show you people, those you who are watching, that there's a real problem with the Quran here. I hope you're not taking this lightly. We don't mean to offend anybody. This is damaging to the Quran. It's damaging to Islam. It's damaging to Muslims who say that these are nothing more than tertiary problems. These are fundamental problems. God bless you. We'll see you in the next episode. This is Jay here in London. Over and out.